Today, I thought about this time. I believe the Lord impressed me to just um, together as a church family to spend some time in thankfulness. Okay? And I want you to take your Bibles in hand and go with me to Psalm 100. Thankfulness. Psalm what? Psalm 100. During this brief period as well, if you feel impressed at a certain point, when I ask for folks who would like to express God, and if you can do it in 30 seconds, well, we're game. Is that all right? Who think they can do it in 30 seconds? There we go. We have some hands already. All right. But sure enough, um, look at the psalmist and look what he said in Psalm 100. Make a joyful shout to the Lord. All you lands, serve the Lord with? Come before his presence with? Know that the Lord, he God. It is he who has made us, and not we ourselves. We are his sheep and the what? A peep, we are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter into his gates with what? Thanksgiving. With thanksgiving. And into his courts with praise. Be thankful to him and bless his name. For the Lord is good. His mercy is what? And his truth endures. All generation. Let's pray to the Lord. Father, thank you. Thank you for this time where we enter into your courts. We're here in your temple. And Father, what a joy gives us to be able to express our gratitude to you. How thankful we are for being our God, for you being our God. How thankful we are for you being our Redeemer. How thankful we are for you being our friend. And so, Father, once again, I submit all that I am in your care. I ask now that you speak through me and to me. May we all be blessed by our time together. May we also be changed in the process. For we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thankfulness. You know, when I, when I think about thankfulness, this scripture comes to mind. When you think of, when you think of some of the things that cause us pain. Some of the things 
that makes us anxious in life. When we think of some of the things that cause us joy, can we be thankful in all of it? I heard a yes. One person. The truth is, Jesus is looking for mature disciples. He's looking for people who are willing not only to stay one place, but to what? To grow. That's what he's after. He wants people who reflect him. And he's going to do everything possible to get us there. Hallelujah. Amen. I remember when I first came to the Lord, sometimes I look, when I look back, I see how green I was. You know what I mean when you say you're green? You're new to something, and, and, and you, you fail very easily. You know what I'm saying? And when I look back, when I look now at how the Lord over the years have just stuck with me. And so the things that I used to fail at easily, his strength and his grace over the years have helped me. Amen? Amen. And I know when you look back at your journey, you can see how the Lord has carried you along the way. Not that I'm perfect, perfect or I have arrived, all right? But I've seen growth. Amen. Come on. I've seen growth. Amen. And that, today, I just want to say, I'm thankful. Amen. I'm truly thankful. There's still a lot of road ahead. All right? There's so much more to conquer. There's so much more to do. There's so much more to experience. But when we come to knowledge of what it is to be a disciple, I just want to remind you that being thankful, every what? Every day, not just Thanksgiving, but being thankful to God every single day for him, for our families, for whatever. It's so critical. The people who don't give thanks, as we're going to read today, are people who really people who really are in need of so much of Jesus, and they don't even know it. First thing I want to say about giving. And being thankful, when you turn in your Bibles with me, we're going to look at a couple, uh, three things, I should say, three things regarding Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving, thankfulness, it's a command. It's a what? It's actually an imperative when it comes to Bible. We are commanded to be thankful. Turn to 1 Thessalonians, and it's all through the scriptures, uh, 1 Thessalonians 5, verse 18. 1 Thessalonians what? And verse 18. The Apostle Paul is speaking to the church 
And he said what? Give thanks in all circumstances. For this is the come on y'all. This is the it's the will of God that we give thanks to him in all circumstances. Let me ask you. How can this be done? When you're in grief. When you're in pain. Let's talk about this. Sure enough, when we are blessed with something really good, oh, it's easy to say what? Brother Raj, thank you, right? But when we go through trying circumstances, when we go through tough times, how can we say thanks? Is God saying when we go through rough times, we should say, hey, thank you, God, for this bad circumstance? What God is saying, when we give thanks in everything, he's saying, you're trusting me with the good and the what? And the bad. And I am able to even turn something good from your bad. I'm not the one pushing the bad upon you, but I can take the bad and turn something good from it. Hallelujah. Amen. So there's no reason, no matter how terrible the experience might be, to sink into utter despair. When there's a living God, I often say to people, if God created all these trees, all the beautiful things we see around us, if he did that, you mean that he can't work with all problems? Is he that weak when it comes to all problems? He's so majestic when it comes to creating the whales and the lions and human beings. If he's that powerful in this world, sure enough, he'll be able to take us back times. And for that, we can be what? Jesus said, I will never leave you or forsake you. That means, listen. When things go bad in our lives, don't think that he has abandoned us. He will never leave you. And he'll never forsake you. One dear Christian just recently said to me, I was spending time just visiting. And this Christian said to me, Pastor, I just don't know how someone can go through life with all the, these challenges and don't know or recognize God. I just can't tell how they do it. And the person said, I don't know how I could go through these challenges without God. Amen? For that, we're thankful. We're thankful to God in all things. Hallelujah? Paul was admonishing the church to remember that it's a command. How often do we express to those we love that we're thankful for? Hmm? Husbands, how often do we say to our wives, I'm thankful for you. 
Wives, how often do we say the same? Dear, I'm so thankful for you. What about our children? Often do we say to our children that we're thankful for them and how God has blessed us with them, right? We must express it. The truth is, when someone say to us, you know what, I'm really thankful for how you, how you uh, care for me, all right? How does that make you feel? Happy, right? It's a gift that we're commanded, commanded to exercise in order to build our relationships, but not just with others, but with who? How often do we tell God we're thankful for him? Or let me ask you, here's this question. What are you thankful for God for? Let me hear it. What are you thankful to God for today? I know you're thankful for something. What are you thankful for? I heard life, health, strength, family. For? I heard his son. Amen? We're going to go to that in a little while. Thank you, sis. I heard everything what? He has got us through. So good. So good. Sis? For the Bible? Wow. For the, thankful for the Sabbath? Sure. Sure. Thankful for freedom. Hmm. Thankful for not giving up on me. Are you hearing this? That's who God is. Number one, he's not going to give up on us, and he's going to be with us through every circumstance. And Paul said, always give thanks. Lord, I don't know how I'm able to come through this situation I'm going through. But I'm thankful that you are going to help me through it. Amen? I'm so thankful for that. And that's the, was God available to be with David during his crucibles? Just think about David. I mean, you remember when, when Adam and Eve, when they disobeyed God, what's the first thing they did? They went and hide themselves, right? hiding from them? Oh no. Adam! Where are you? Isn't that amazing? Adam, where are you? Sean, where are you? Marlon, where are you? Are you with me? That's the God we serve. He's always coming after us. He will never leave us or forsake us. That's the God we serve. 
we can be thankful. There were some people, I invite you to turn to Romans chapter 1, even though they knew that there was a heavenly father, a heavenly creator, they chose not to recognize him as God, and also they chose not to give him any thanks. Just turn with me to Romans chapter 1, and I want us to, let's look. Romans chapter 1, verse what? 21. Bible says, Because although they knew God, they did not glorify him as what? You know what? What Paul was saying was, God gave them single evidence they needed to know that he is alive, well, and he was the creator. I mean, they, they, they looked outside their homes and they see, saw the beautiful creation and they couldn't deny, they could not deny really that, hey, listen, someone of great intelligence must have made all of this. God left them without any excuse. Are you with me? And then Paul now in verse 21, because although they knew, they knew God, they did not glorify him as what? Nor were thankful. See that? They weren't thankful, but became futile in their thoughts. Their foolish hearts were darkened. Professing to be wise, they what? Became what? Fools and change the glory of the incorruptible God into an made like corruptible man, birds, four-footed animals, and creeping things. Look at 24. Therefore, because they are so ungrateful, so unthankful, therefore God also gave them up to what? uncleanness in the lust of their hearts to dishonor their bodies among themselves and on and on and on deterioration in life because they wouldn't acknowledge that there's a creator God and to express thanksgiving to him God is saying this is very crucial you know people who are not thankful to God um, is expressing the true nature of the heart. That's what is happening. I, once I sent my son a Zell, you know, sent him some money. I Zelled him real quick, and for a while I didn't hear back from him. I sent this guy some funds so he can be blessed. And I'm, I'm, hours are passing, and sometimes I check my phone. So how come I haven't heard from this guy? You know? So I said, okay, let me give him a call. Gave him a call. And uh, he said, Dad, you know what? I got it. But listen, I was so busy. Forgive me. I said, all right. You know how, though, that made me feel? During that time, 
and I'm wondering what's happening, not hearing from him. I'm wondering what's going on with my son. Something you with me? Same thing God is saying. God gave you breath to get up in the morning. In fact, he provided you the strength to go do the work and make money. If he pulls that strength, you can't work. Come on, y'all. And that's what the Bible says. He gives you strength. And so if God gives you strength to make a living, to be able to provide for your family, to be able to enjoy things uh, in this life, is not to acknowledge him as God, but live life as if he doesn't even exist. God is saying, listen, only leads one place. It leads to a life of selfishness and a life of ruins. Are you hearing me? You get up in the morning, thank the Lord. Thank him. Spend time with him. Express to him how much you love him. You know, it, it's not like God is saying, it's not like God is saying, listen, um, I need your thankfulness desperately. That's all God is saying. God is saying, listen, each time you exercise your gratitude to him, it actually changes you. Are you with me? It actually helps you in your relationship with God. Be thankful to God in all things and never be ungrateful to him. Some of the ways we are ungrateful to God is we know that this is the house of the Lord. We keep our, we keep our presence from his presence. We're being ungrateful. Are you with me? We're saying to God that, listen, I am more busier than you are. Can you imagine that? I am more busier than you. Enter into his courts with what? And so let's do it. Before I go to the last, the last point here. Anyone have a 30-second thanksgiving to God? Just stand up and share it. Go for it. And then I'll come to you. Go ahead. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Brother Dale. When is what? Oh, right. I remember when he told me that, that the dog was missing and how, how painful it was. And then when he came back and told me that, hey, listen, they saw the dog walking in the neighborhood. I was like, that's God. Praise God. Right? Praise God. Thank you, brother. Anyone else? Here we go. Sister Changa.
Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. One more. One more. Yes, my brother. I, okay, I'll add you. Thank you, Brother Hilton. Thank you so much. And welcome back, man. You look like a Jamaican. I look like a Jamaican. Sis. This past Wednesday? <laughs> On Wednesday, yes. Before Thanksgiving. So they didn't know. How, they took me to ER from my work. And I'm just here today. I'm grateful to God. So... They didn't know what happened. My blood pressure went high. I've never had a blood pressure in my life. So I didn't even know they gave me meds and my sisters came, my family. I was like, oh, my God. But I'm thankful to God. I would have been dead by now. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Thank you, sis. Thank you so much. Yes, Sister Hilton. Go for it. someone that I'm so grateful that my children are not fugitives, they're not in jail, they're alive, and they're working, and I praise God for that. Let me tell you what I'm thankful for. I'm thankful that each one of you stopped for 30 seconds. Man, this thing works, it really works. <laughs> All right, finally, let's, let's, let's go through this. Go to Colossians, Colossians 1. Colossians 1. You know they are for, for being thankful. The Bible describes some of them. One, we, we'll go one more time. Uh, Colossians 1, um, verse, let's read from verse 9. I want to read from verse 9. Colossians 1, reading from verse 9. For this reason we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you and to ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding, that you may walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing him, being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. Paul is speaking to the people here in the church Strengthened with all might, according to his what? Glorious power. All patience and long-suffering with joy, giving what? Giving thanks, twelve, to the Father who has qualified us to be partakers of the inheritance of the what? Saints. In the light. Notice. In giving thanks, they are thankful that they have this inheritance. Let me tell you something. When you commit your life to Jesus, he's committing his presence to you as well. Did you know that? He's also committing himself to you. And one of the things he's committing to all of us is this. 
that the, the, the inheritance that he possessed, which is called eternal life, it becomes ours. Hallelujah. Amen. And I'm thankful for that. Amen. I'm thankful for the fact that Jesus has blessed me the inheritance of eternal life. Isn't it amazing? Come on, y'all. What do I need to do? Do I need to do a cartwheel up here or something? But the truth is, being blessed with eternal life, it's that hope that the person who believes in Jesus has on their deathbed. And it's the most precious thing they could ever possess. Are you with me? And it's the same hope that the person who is here today, and we don't know when anything might happen to us, unfortunately. But it doesn't matter. Why? Because even if we should die before Jesus comes back, he has promised us a resurrection. And it's guaranteed. How can we go through life without acknowledging that there's a God who loves us? And we can see it all around. And he has provided this wonderful gift. Let's be thankful. Amen. There's so much to be thankful for. Oh, my, my. Um, but let's look at this. Let's continue. He has delivered us from the what? He has delivered us. The church should be thankful because Jesus has delivered us from the power of what? Come on, y'all. That's a promise. That means you're living with some kind of addiction right now that you can't shake. For you, you're trying to shake it. But you're getting worse and worse with it. If God can't help you with that addiction, then he's not God. Come on, y'all. If you are saying he's not able to help you with that, well, don't call him God. If, if, he could help, if he could help David, King Solomon, if he could help those disciples, are you saying that God can't help us? Never ever believe that God can't help in any kind of addictions or personal crisis that we have. I tell you what. I have personal experience where he has helped me. And I do know you do have as well. God is able and he's capable. Hallelujah. He's able and he's capable. Give him thanks. Just give him thanks. Lord, I'm struggling with this thing for years. But I know that you're able. I surrender everything to you. Just help me. I have done that. And I've watched him perform this work. God is good. What of darkness is holding you back today? What is it that you're struggling with? Paul said, be thankful. Be thankful for the Father who has delivered us from the power of what? Darkness. 
we don't anymore live life on our own with the enemy. Have you ever seen, have you ever seen those, those safari pictures yeah. where, where the lion or the panther, he's just looking at the group, staring at the group for hours. Yeah. And you know what they're waiting for? They're waiting for one to just live life by themselves, right? And wait and wait for that. Don't go through life on your own, friends, without God. Don't do that. The devil loves that. But if you invite Jesus in your life today and give him full control of your life, I tell you what, I would rather have Jesus fighting my battles with me than to try to fight them alone. Isn't that true? Because you know what? Jesus always wins. He always wins, you know. I'll give you an example. Daniel, chapter 1. Daniel 1. Come on, y'all. Didn't Daniel win? Daniel chapter 1? Daniel chapter 2. One again. All the magicians and the sorcerers and all of that, they couldn't interpret the dream. They didn't even know what the dream was saying. But Daniel 1, right? Chapter 3. Remember chapter 3? Shadrach, Mike, and Abednego in the fire furnace. When they were thrown in there, who won? So all the, the, the folks who were working against them, they lost. Daniel, friends, won. Nebuchadnezzar won in chapter 4 when he surrendered his life to God. Right? Same thing in chapter 5. Daniel was called again. All right? He was called upon again to interpret this dream. He won in five. King Belshazzar lost. Yes. Chapter six, same thing. Same. Daniel in the lion's den. Who won? Daniel won. Daniel always won because who was fighting for him? God. This enemy will always lose if we have God standing beside us. Let's be thankful for that. Last thing Paul said here, we should also be thankful in whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins. In other words, hallelujah. Have your sins been forgiven? Have you confessed your life and all your sinful ways to God? It says, if we confess our sins, he's what? Faithful and just to forgive us of all of our sins and to? Are you still living with your sins? Or are they forgiven? Are they covered by the blood of Jesus? If not, I want to make sure we all have the opportunity to, today to say to God, Lord, remember that man who went into the temple? And all he could do is just go to God and say, be merciful unto me, a sinner. God is a spiritual being, and they who trust him must receive his Holy Spirit. Question is, would you be like 
the magicians of the world there in Babylon who knew everything, but they lost, right? Or will you stand for Jesus today? I said, today, God, I just want to surrender my life to you. I want yours. And I'm thankful you have given us Jesus. Amen? Amen? You have given us Jesus who has provided everything we need and we could live by his power and grace. Do we have two more before I share? We have two more. Two more 30 seconds. Go ahead, Sister Coleman. One second, one second. Just say it again, say it again, say it again. I just want to thank the Lord for 10 years in February. Safe for breast cancer and I have no cancer in my body. Praise God. Woo! Woo! 10 years freed from breast cancer. Praise God. Thank you, sis. Thank you. I'm coming to you, coming to you. Right here. Sister Sally, and there we come on. Oh. <laughs> My cousin. All right. <laughs> Thankful for his cousin. All right. And we got one more. One more. It's coming around, sis. It's coming around. There it is. Thankful to God that my daughter is 10 years cancer-free from leukemia. Yeah. I have to say I'm thankful for this church and the way in which you have welcomed me and my family. And you have loved us in this church. I do want to say I'm truly grateful. And I've experienced over the past, what, four months, five months, uh, people living by faith. I've watched you in board meetings. I've watched you in our, um, in our business meetings as, as a church. And I love the way you with each other as a church. I believe there's a strong foundation here at Garland to do great things for God. I really do. Yes, there's room for growth, right? But I believe there's a solid foundation. And next year, we hope to do some really amazing things together that the church have chosen to do. All right? And um, I just want to say I'm grateful for the Garland family. I truly am. Then I want to just, I'm going to read the last part of this story. Stories about a lady who lost her, her baby. Right before delivery. And she um, was so saddened by it. Crying. Can you imagine how horrific 
uh, that might have been for her, that car accident that took the life of her child. But Thanksgiving came around. And while everybody was giving thanks, she couldn't find it within her to give thanks for anything. All she could do, which is natural, by the way, is to, is to really um, experience that grief from a loss. Before it end with this lady going into a store one day to collect some roses for a friend. But these roses were special roses. There actually weren't any rose in this bunch. Only stalks. Only stalks with spikes. You know roses, right? But the lady who gave her the roses, this lady went through something uh, similar, but not the same. You know what I mean? Let me just, let me just. And this lady I've learned over the years that even though she went through her loss, she didn't went through it alone. Are you with me? That God actually, actually helped her through it. And you know, that's a promise for anyone who is grieving. Anyone who has been through grief. The promise that Jesus gave humanity wasn't that our loved one is in heaven. That wasn't the promise. It was simply this promise. That we can derive comfort from him, right? That the day will come when those who sleep in Jesus will live again. All right? And so she shared this with this lady, that she derived comfort from God and was able to pull through the tough times. Lady got the flowers, and she wrote these words. She said, my God, I've never thanked you for my thorns. I've thanked you for a thousand times for my roses, but never once for my thorns. Teach me the glory of the life I bear. Teach me the value of my thorns. Show me that I have climbed closer to you along the path of pain. Show me that, though my tear, that through my tears, the colors of your rainbow look much more brilliant. Praise him for your roses, but thank him also for your thorns. And that's life. Life is roses, and life is what? Thorns. Thank you, God. Let's stand together.
our Father in heaven. This, this is truly an awesome time to just be in your presence, in your temple. And as a community of faith believers, we are truly grateful at this time. We might not have everything working well in our lives, but still, we're thankful. We're thankful because you are authentic. You are faithful. You know just how to minister to us in our good times, and you know sure well how to minister to us in our pains. I pray in the name of Jesus today that you would just receive our gratitude for providing us with the most beautiful, indescribable gift ever, the life of your son, Jesus Christ. It's because of what Jesus has done for us, why we can stand here today, why we can sit here today, why we can watch here today with all confidence, knowing that we are forgiven because we have placed our trust in Jesus. We can't see him, we can't touch him, but we know that he is real and we know that the word that you have blessed us with have sh shared with us all that he has done. And so, Father, not only forgive, but I pray that you be with all those who are experiencing loneliness today. All those who are experiencing some form of loss. All those who are experiencing some form, Father, of of dreams and, and aspirations that, that they have not realized. Father, I pray that you be with those who are suffering from much pain. Would you go and bless them with your presence and help them to always remember that you will never leave them or forsake them and minister to them your ministry of healing and restoration, Father. For those who have never given their hearts to you, who have never expressed by faith that you are the God of heaven and you are the Savior of this world, Father, I pray that you will continue to just reach out to those individuals and help them to make that commitment even now, while there's time. Father, touch each and every heart today, and may this church, the Garland Faith Community, Seventh-day Adventist Church, be a true reflection of who you are. Where we're weak, make us strong. Father, where we have walked away from you in areas of our life, help us to come back to you in faith and forgive us. I pray that you just clean us up and make us people who are authentic, who are willing to walk with you each and every day. And so, be praised, be glorified, 
receive our thanksgiving today. For we love you. And we pray all of this in the name of our Savior, Jesus Christ. Let the church of the living God say, Amen, amen and Amen.